baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Carl Middleman. Hello. And my partner, Bo Matthews. Present. The oh. new stop. radio superstar. Stop, stop. Of the St. Louis market. Back in action. Back in the saddle again. Bo Matthews. Every single day. <laughs> and literally now every single day because... Second Amendment Radio and the on? Great Outdoors is on Saturday on Saturdays and Sundays. And Sunday. I should have negotiated better. And, <laughs> and St. Louis Talks is on Monday through Friday. Yeah. So it, you're you're all seven days of the week. And he already got a day off, but he didn't get a day off. No, 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 no. no. Days off or days on. Uh, you know what? It's, it's crazy. I, I left a note for my wife this morning because I went to... The fourth annual mayor's breakfast in Eureka. So I had to leave the house shortly after 6 a.m. at mm. the re- the day of this recording. And um, I left her a note. I said, I know our world is flipped upside down. Thanks for flipping with me. Aww. Because, it. I mean, I've barely seen her all week. I'm, yeah. I'm working full time. I've been on the beach for almost three years, as you know. And even last year, I was home all the time. So it just. <laughs> She's happy you're out of the house. <laughs> oh, she said it in a couple of different ways. Yes. One was very sweet and flowery, and the other yes. one was. And I'm like, okay, love you, honey. I don't care if there's a baseball game. You're going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So on the just to get a little uh, just to just to get a little uh, radio business out of the way on the Dave Glover show, which of course is on KMOX every uh, every day, every Monday through Friday from two to six, and also on 97.1 FM Talk from six to seven every weekday. So whichever radio station you're listening to this show on, uh, Dave Glover there. show appears there <laughs> as well. Uh, but anytime the Cardinals interfere with a Dave Glover show, um, if we are not going to be on the air that day because of the Cardinals, we still do a podcast for that day. That way there's fresh content for the listeners every single day. And is that the same plan for St. Louis Talks if there's ever a day game that knocks you guys off the air? It absolutely is. And this is our first experience this week doing it uh, yeah. with a day game. And uh, But I think it's good because you know people's listening habits are so different. Uh, you know, It's on demand with our Odyssey app, and it's so mm-hmm. easy. So, uh, you know, and Ryan and Carol and I are still kind of – you know, getting our legs up underneath us, and uh, and this is a weird week. I heard Ryan Recker say earlier that this week is so different than anything else, mm-hmm. and next week it'll start to simmer down, and we'll kind of... It's like the first day after daylight saving time. Oh, yeah. You're fine, and then the day after... The first day of the show felt like the first day of school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and I remember I was... Uh, in, What'd you do for summer vacation? Uh, no, no, no. First day of school, of kindergarten, oh. I, I cried like a baby. <laughs> I did not want to leave my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So, um, you, you know what, though? I will say this. we When we left, you know, the Dave Glover Show had been on 97.1 for 20 years, and when we moved over to KMOX, it was super weird, obviously. Um... And we talked about how weird it was to be going into a different studio and working with some different people. Um, 
but literally after two weeks, we all looked at each other and said, you know what, if we went back, if we were all of a sudden told tomorrow, this was all a dream, tomorrow you go back to 97.1, that would have been weird. Right. You would you adapt quickly. Yeah, it, it, and it's weird because as you're flipping through your notes, my biggest fear is missing something because uh, the shows and the bosses are all communicating, mm-hmm. just like everybody felt in the pivot of uh, COVID, you know, can I still work from home? I've got inst- I've got instant messages, I've got text, I've got Facebook Messenger, I've got email, I've got Slack. Oh, don't even. I've downloaded the app. It's another platform that we use, but or we haven't used yet. But it is, for anybody listening that's had to pivot to keep their job, uh, now I'm trying to get up on all eight mm-hmm. cylinders and, and go. So not to tell you how the sausage is made, but it's, it, it yeah. is a lot. It's made. So, I want to say this, too. This is, uh, this is universal. This is a universal message. It applies to every industry, to every walk of life. If you are, If you need to communicate with a group of people, that you are working with, are working for, or that are working for you, doesn't matter. You only need one primary platform of communication. Thank you for saying Either that. make it, <laughs> if you want to say, hey, we do our business on email, make sure you check your email every yeah. hour of every day because that you, that's the primary way we do this. If you set up a text thread, if you, if you do Slack, fine, but pick one and go with it. <laughs> and stick with it. Don't. Yeah. Well, I checked. Did you get the message? Uh, no, I was just on Slack a minute ago, and I didn't see it. No, I sent it on the email. Oh, well, no. Facebook Knock Messenger. Pick one. <laughs> so, yeah, pick one and go with it. So how does the Glover and show let do it, it not be Slack. How does, how, yeah, really. How, and, and we pay for that. Uh, how does the Glover show do it? Text thread. See, I a, think that's the easiest. We have a text thread. Uh, I'm more, we have I, a text thread for this show, mm-hmm. as yeah, you know. Yeah, we I'm more Carl, we have a text thread for the Weekend Report. <laughs> we do. I'm more responsive to text. Yep. You know, I just am for some reason. Anyway, maybe that's old school. Maybe that's like playing eight tracks. I don't know. Yeah, that was um, just uh, that's just my little PSA for the world. Um, thank you. No, the kids, the kids use the Discord. Come on. Yeah, they really? do. Whatever. It's it's just another. Th- it's another one of these things. Just pick one. Mm-hmm. It's if it if it's Discord, if it's Slack, if it's Facebook Messenger, if it's direct messages on Twitter. I don't care. Just uh, pick one and go with it. That's how Annie likes to do it. Oh, Annie, yeah? Annie likes there direct messages on Twitter. See, there you go. Just pick one and go with it. Just don't do the whole like, oh, we're going to sometimes email and sometimes text and sometimes Slack and I'll make sure you download this app also. Give it a rest. Okay, listeners of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, I have to share with you my mind thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to read Tony Colombo's name on this. Uh, fisherman hauls in record-breaking 876-pound fish. Copy. Oh. No, it was a fish, <laughs> uh, tuna fish, um, and I, I thought In for Texas. sure I was going to yeah, I know, but I thought for sure I'd see Tony's name. Yeah. <laughs> he is the world record Because I'm a record. No, no. Ah, he, state. he thought he was state. Missouri state record for crop, biggest crappie, unofficially. And, and scientists so, pulled out something else this week. They, they were just trying to search the lake, and they caught a 200-pounder of something just trying to, just dragging the lake for, like, just trying to... See how yeah, just doing some experiments. Yeah, seeing how deep the lake was. Two hundred pound what? I don't remember that. Part. We'll find it. I, it's, it's Nessie, the Loch Ness it, monster. Well, that's what they thought. They're like, oh, we hear all these stories about uh, the monsters, Frank, Franken the... monsters in the in the sea, yeah. and they're like, oh, we're just we're just going to let people know that that's not real, and then they pull out some two hundred fifty pound Where fish. At? It was, I want to say, Upper East Coast. Gotcha. So, um, speaking of big fish. I don't know what's going on. We're going to talk to Mike Marfell on the podcast exclusive this week, right? Yes. I want to get his thoughts on this as well. I don't know what's going on in Missouri, or even it's not (laughs) even just Missouri. It's it's across the country this year. Fish 
fishing records are falling every week. We have another record holder on with us today. Uh, we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. Minutes, Anthony. Uh, how you how you Scherner? say his last name here? Scherner, probably. Scherner. Let's get this figured Scherner? out before. Scherner. Okay, Scherner. No. Schnur. I'm going with Schnur. Schnur. Yeah, Schnur. I think it's Schnur. We'll call him Junior. <laughs> Ask him before we get him on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Alpena, anyway, Michigan. He just set the Missouri State uh, record for a long nose gar using a pole and line, a 32-pound, 10-ounce fish at Table Rock Lake. Dang. Last week, we had uh, we had a, a record holder on. The week before that, we were talking about n- uh, not only a Missouri State record, but a world record mm-hmm. was set in the state of Missouri uh, earlier this year. Um did you hear about the 98-year-old who snagged the uh, the 100-pound spoonbill? No. No. Oh, yeah. I, I want to say that was in Texas. I, I think I did hear about this. I found mine. Mine was in Alpena, Michigan. It was a sturgeon, 7 feet long, Whoa. 4 feet wide, 240 pounds. And, once again, it's not a fisherman that caught it. It was scientists that caught it. So there's oh. like, they don't get to... Keep the record or anything. This was oh, at the, no. Mine was at the Lake of the Ozarks. How did I forget that? Woo. 98-year-old fisherman catches monster paddlefish at Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, you're never, this is, uh, there's, you can find these stories anywhere. This one I have is from the KSDK website. Uh, 98-year-old Merle Stull caught a paddlefish at the Lake of the Ozarks. He's 98 years old. How big was this thing? Uh, have you th- ever caught a paddlefish there? No, I've never done that because I have a I do have a I have a friend who's big into that because it's a it's a totally different type of uh totally different type of fishing. It's 100 uh looks like it was 112 pounds. <laughs> Dang. So, um is that edible? <laughs> paddlefish? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, don't I think know. so. But it's a but you snag Sure. It's not. It's 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 not a you know. It's not like a bait and fish kind of thing. It's it's snagging, and I think this was on literally the last day of snagging season. Yeah, he caught it on April thirtieth, and and, and you know, ask on May first it ends. Mike about snagging. But yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy uh, catches this freaking huge fish. This huge paddlefish. It does not say. It does not say the weight of the fish. This yeah. is not a good story. This is uh, bad journalism by Carl, me and by them. Carl, yeah. you brought up uh, uh, scientists fishing mm-hmm. and things like that, and, and that doesn't count as a record holder even though they find these things. Right. Uh, we're talking about these monster records being broken all the time. Do you remember after the tsunami that hit Japan? Yeah. Um, 2004, I think it was. Something like that. After that event on this planet, it churned up the bottom. And the they bottom were, feeders came to the top. They were finding stuff they'd never seen before yep. because they had been transparent and down below. Wait, and is that the picture of you? No, that's the 98-year-old no. <laughs> guy with the spoonbill. Wait, where, where are the pictures of none you, of them, They must not have weighed it because I've I've looked at like four different stories of it and they, none of them say the... the Official weight you know of what? this fish at 98 years old. That is the happiest fisherman I've ever seen. This is a picture. The fish is as find. big as him. It is. It is. So I don't know what is going on across the country this year on well, you have America's more poles and waterways. Water. We yeah. know more people are. That's fishing. a great point. That's a great point. But records are falling like crazy, and I think that's awesome. Oh, I think it's so cool that that all of these people are getting accolades for setting these state records and world records, and and, and they're normal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but, normal people, yeah. and it's so much fun. They had to throw it back because you know they're they're scientists. They but they they laid down next to it oh, did they really? <laughs> so they could get pictures with it, and then they weighed it. But since they're scientists, they did the, the right thing and they threw it back because they were actually counting how many sturgeons are in the lake. 
for the record, if you catch something that big, get a picture of you laying down with it. Don't try to hold it up like this 98-year-old man. It doesn't look good. So we're going to talk to the latest Missouri State record holder, Anthony Schnur, here in just a little bit. Uh, Love to hear the stories. Last week's story... With the guy who didn't even want to go fishing and was the <laughs> just and, sh- and his kid was giving him trouble about not being a good fisherman and not and not not even wanting to go. Then he wanted to. And he, he, he was taking a break from the border wall in front of building. his kid. Yeah, that's what a great story. So I love to talk to these guys and hear that story about um, about setting their records. So we're going to talk to him in a little bit. We're also going to get. Caught up on all the latest uh, in the news regarding Second Amendment rights, both locally and uh, nationally. There's a lot going on. Um, we got a couple minutes left in this segment, Bo. I want to. We're going to talk to our friend Virginia Cruder from the Daily Caller um, about all of these things in a minute and get her thoughts on it. But uh, the one here locally, uh, this proposal by uh, the new mayor Tashar Jones to reallocate four million dollars from the St. Louis City Police budget. Um, and move it away from that department, basically defunding the police, uh, is getting, obviously, uh, a lot of mixed reaction. Some people are very happy and some people are very upset. Um, Congresswoman Cori Bush is one of the ones that is a huge supporter of this. Last week when this was announced, Congresswoman Bush said, Today's decision to defund the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department is historic. It marks a new future for our city. You know, I, I don't know... Maybe it does mark a new future for our city, but I'm not sure that it's a positive future without the police. I think they're having such a uh, tough time recruiting uh, in the city of St. Louis. Uh, It would say that their salary costs are going down. Uh, They're down right now because they need more police officers and they can't find them. Um, So there's some defunding going on right there. But we need more cops. Yeah. We absolutely need more cops, especially if we want more tourism dollars. Well, this puts the kibosh on the opportunity to get new cops. Because it yeah. cuts out those those positions that were vacant are now no longer available. So many police departments around the country, and a lot in Missouri, having a huge uh, difficulty in finding good candidates, really good candidates, because you need good cops, right? Uh, so they're changing things. They're you know not so worried about exposed tattoos and uh, history of marijuana use and things like that. That was a story out of Springfield this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough, especially. For the existing police officers in St. Louis, because yep. all the weight's on them now. Yep. Well, we're not the only city going through this. Um, and then, obviously, the Democrats in Washington are continuing to move forward with their uh, gun control measures. And here in the state of Missouri, we are moving forward with things like the bill to allow people to carry on Metro Transit uh, and the Second Am- Amendment Preservation Act. So we're going to catch up with all of that, all that news with our friend Virginia Cruder from The Daily Caller when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Gotta get to the... All right, welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Sounds like a music station. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the hook. It's it's Virginia's theme. Love theme. It. She's mm-hmm. a girl with guns. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman pew, pew. and my partner Bo Matthews. Present. Joining us on the line, as I mentioned uh, earlier now, is our friend Virginia Cruda from The Daily Caller. Virginia, always great to talk with you. How are you? I have a theme song. This is new. Yeah, yeah. It's Carl been your has... theme song for like four months. Car- Carl has assigned you a, th- a theme, and yes, okay. and I will back him up that he has played it every time you've been on for the last okay. at least two or three times. Yes. So yeah, a okay. lot of craziness going on in this world. Uh, where do you want to start? Oh, you you want to? <laughs> um, we were just talking. Bo and I were just talking about. Uh, the latest here in St. Louis when it comes to, uh, you know, defunding the police and all the action that is being taken by the progressive left against Second right. Amendment rights and things like that. And that, of course, uh, locally here, the big story is the defunding of the St. Louis Police Department, $4 million of the budget being uh, taken away from the police department, eliminating their chance to fill the vacancies that exist um, in that department, and you know, means ultimately means that we are for sure stuck with less police on the streets yeah. of of St. Louis. What are your What are your thoughts on well, uh, on what's happening yeah. here in the city? I would just say, I, you know, people people think about defunding the police, and they kind of it's an abstract because a lot of people hear that and they think, okay, well, defunding the police doesn't really mean defunding them; it means putting the money into things like social programs and hiring more social workers to go out. And, and and I'm not saying that these are bad things. What I'm saying is that people don't understand that this is not an immediate transfer. This is something that takes time to, you know, to come up with. So let, let's just say, uh, say you were going to set up for an event in the Dome and you needed, you know, 3,000 chairs to be placed on the floor. And you hired... 50 people to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, defunding the police is like, and and saying we're going to bring in social workers, is like saying, you know what? I bet you there's a conveyor belt that could lay these chairs out faster. Problem is it hasn't been invented yet, <laughs> and we're going to take the money away from the people that we hired. So instead of having 50 people to set up the chairs, you now have four, and oh, it's okay because the money is going to build the conveyor belt that will eventually set up. Well, that doesn't help me. The event's in three days. Yeah, yes. the yeah. event's going on still. Yeah, that's a great exactly. analogy, Virginia. So you you have you know, you know have a already a limited number of police because they're defunding the police, taking $4 million out of their budget when they were already 200 officers short on the street. And so what the, the first thing they did was take down those open positions. Well, does that mean we don't need 200 new police? No, it means they're just not going to give them to us. Right. So we're already short, and then to take away money from a department that is already stretched to the limit, past the limit, um, all that does is mean that it's going to impact the their ability to pay overtime to the officers who are already doing twice the work that they should be doing. I would like to ask the question uh, because you know we're always hear- we're always hearing different uh, headlines, and I want to know 
we're not hearing the term defund the police. It's not a popular term anywhere in the country, especially people that well, want to no. use 911. So uh, is it is it the re-imaging or reimagining? Of, Re- rebranding? That, no, no, no. I think, I think the no, term I know, is rebranding. Rebranding of that. Oh. No, the, the term, uh, the actual term they're using in city government is reimagining, and they've used that mm. in other cities. So it right. sounds like something Disney created. Congresswoman right? Cori oh, yeah. Bush used the term defund the police. She said well, that right. she was happy about the mayor's decision to defund the police. Okay. Well, there's so a, there well, are still some that are sticking to the original. Right. Okay, reimagining yeah, is also something yes, we got to pay no, attention you are, to. You're, you're exactly right. There is a, a certain amount of political tone deafness that comes with using that term, and I say that knowing Cory Bush. I think she knows exactly what she's saying, and she knows exactly who she's talking to. She's talking to the people who are going to donate to her so that she can get elected the Mm -hmm. next time. She's not talking to the people of St. Louis who are worried that if they call 911, no one's going to be there, or they're going to get put on hold for long enough that they'll have to just drive themselves to the hospital, which is actually something that happened in the last week in St. Louis. So. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, uh, Jane Duker was was tweeting about it. There was a woman who um, got shot. Just she was just standing on the street on yeah. the street, and she got a stray bullet hit her. And she called nine one one, and eventually took herself to the hospital because no one came. No one she answered, on right? I, I, she was put on hold. Yeah, and no one answered her. But yeah, so this is what this is the That's situation incredible. that already exists in St. Louis. Before you take police off the street, and so I, I and I, I told this story. Um, I came down to the studio for a hit with Speaker Tim Jones on his Sunday night show. This was this would have been January, right before the studio was closed to uh, guests for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was dark. It was it was almost eight o'clock at night, and so it was dark by then because it's January. And I was pulling up to a light, and I got rear-ended. And not, I mean, it was one of those things where I I heard it more than I even felt the impact. So I knew it wasn't a bad, like, and I looked in my mirror and I could not see the driver behind me. And I made a split second decision not to stop. Mm -hmm. Because I knew whatever damage to my car was going to be negligible compared to what could happen if I stopped and got out of the car in the dark by myself in downtown St. Louis. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared to walk downtown i'm not you know i'm i'm military training and i've Mm -hmm. I've kind of i'm not afraid to defend myself virginia can handle herself there's no doubt about that (laughs) you know i I wasn't carrying a firearm at the time and so i said you know what i'm not going to get out of the car and i drove and they didn't they didn't follow me i I mean they they followed me for like half a block because they were behind me in the lane but um, I turned off to go to the studio and they didn't follow me. And I thought, you know what, either he's really relieved that I didn't stop and demand that he pay for whatever negligible damage was done to my bumper, or he was hoping for something and he didn't get it. Yeah. Um, or they were I afraid of you. And, one of those outcomes. and Virginia, how, what a sad situation. What a sad state that that experience that you had is something that people that come down to this city even have to consider right. they have to make yeah. those they have to make those decisions of hey i was just in an accident was it is it bad enough that i need to that yeah. i maybe have no choice but to get out and check it out am i being set up 
Am I is this mm-hmm. go, is this going to be an attempt to to rob me? And knowing, you know, and then you hear stories about, well, maybe I should call the police, but I just but I just heard that story about the lady who was shot that called police and they didn't even they put her on hold, and nobody even talked to her. So are they even going to am I even going to get help if I need help? Like Right. These are terrible. What a terrible. Yeah. What I mean, why would anybody come downtown for anything if those are the things that you have to work out in your mind? It's bad because when you're paying your taxes, you're expecting to be served and protected by our right. police department. And that's not happening, you know, because they have to prioritize. You know, let's talk well, about and the if police. You, you look at what else they're doing, the joint conferences with the county. They're pushing to bring in help from outside because obviously they're not going to put the money into it from St. Louis because Tashara Jones has made it clear that she's not going to. And if we need help downtown, then we bring in the highway patrol to to uh, patrol on 70 to make sure that people don't get shot sure. while they're driving by in their cars. I mean, these are people that maybe they're going on vacation and they're driving from, you know, Indianapolis to Colorado and they happen to make the mistake of driving through St. Louis. That These are the kind of people who could get shot. Yeah. On the street in in St. Louis, because how many? Uh, what is it? Twelve or thirteen shootings on the highway and on Highway seventy. Now I realize a lot of them knew each other and were like chasing each other, and the shootings were intentional. Yeah, but, but there still, are still other people on the road. Exactly. Unless you are doing this in a vacuum, there is going to be someone that gets caught in the crossfire, and that's not that's not something that I mean. I don't want to have to tell my mom. You know, the next time you you drive to see your brother, make sure you take the long way around St. Louis. Don't drive through downtown. You know, where yeah. where the where the biggest landmark of the Gateway to the West is that people want to see. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. see the arch, and you want to. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like everybody's uh, the Griswold family, but you know, mm-hmm. we we have to we have to look at, at now. The, wait, they stopped in East St. Louis. Yeah, <laughs> we, but we have to we have to look at the situation with a new mayor. Maybe, you know, new blood, new eyes on the situation. I, I'm praying for her. I'm praying for her mm-hmm. to succeed. Yeah. I, whatever that looks like. And if she has. But this her, is not a good start. Well, it's a rough no, time. My though. concern is that it's a play to to move forward the city county merger. That uh, yeah, is, yeah. 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 It, it would only be it would be force in the hand because you have to have protection. You have well, to. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm saying is that if you create a vacuum in downtown St. Louis and then you say, well, the only way to fix it is to is to combine forces and et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like, you know, when you, with with the Affordable Care Act, we're going to kick kick everybody off their insurance. Now you have no choice but to do single payer. Right. You know. Virginia, we only have a, a couple yeah. minutes left here. I want to I kind of sum up with this. Um, could policing, is policing perfect? No. Could we do, could we do a better job in, in many areas? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I think the way to do that is by giving the police more resources, particularly right. when it comes to training and mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to pay for the best of the best. If you want good people, you know, the, the strong, quality people, you need to pay them what what good quality people right. make. You can't slash budgets and try to get by on a shoestring if you also, at the same time, want the best of the best and want proper training and things like body cameras, which I'm a big believer in, which is an incredible story about body cameras in the news this week, by the way. Um, yeah. We'll get to it if we can. Uh, but 
any of these any of these uh, initiatives being pushed by the left, whether it be Joe Biden's gun control laws, uh, Mayor Jones, you know, uh, defunding the police, does any of it, any of it make any American citizen any safer? Because I think it all puts us in more danger. Right. And I would agree. And I, I, I would give you two examples. One, actually, I think is the one that you alluded to. But but the other is um, and I'll get to that in a second. But I believe it's in Colorado that they did an um, kind of a, an experimental thing where they sent social workers out with police officers on uh, domestic disturbance calls and, and some of those things where they thought that they could help. And they asked the social workers would you and and it was it was fairly effective and they asked the social workers would you would you continue to do this job if you didn't have the police officer with you and they said no right. not a chance right because it's not safe you never know when a situation like that is going to turn on a dime and social workers aren't trained for that i mean they are to an extent like the verbal abuse right. and the, you know et cetera. but if somebody has a firearm Social workers are not prepared or trained to deal with that. Yeah. Plus, if you're at a, a place where you need to call 911, um, yeah. a, a hug and a chat is not going to take care of it most times. Yeah. And I just, well, I just want people to hear this story. We, we've got to wrap this up, but I think it's important to the conversation yeah. we're having. Uh, the, the situation with the L.A. County Sheriff Deputy yeah. this week, uh, it's incredible this story is is unbelievable, and thank God he had this body camera footage. So this L.A. County Sheriff deputy pulls over uh, um, a, a woman for talking on her cell phone while driving, which was which is illegal there in that part of California. And this woman, Actually, she was filming him with her cell phone. Well, she yeah, saw him and turned oh. on the camera. Well, there you go. There you go. So. So anyway, she gets pulled because over she and she's she threatening her. Yeah, she starts berating this police officer. She calls him a, a a Mexican racist. She calls him a murderer over and over again. She tells him, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be white. And I know that's what you want to be, murderer, right, murderer. Wow. And he just everything, calling her, calling oh, him. kids a, were in the car. Yeah, calling him a racist, calling him all these things. He had the the department that he works for has requested body cameras, but they haven't gotten them yet. So this guy went out on his own. This this deputy went out on his own, bought his own body camera that he puts that he uses mm. every time he goes out for his own safety and his for his own accountability. Right. So not something that every officer in that department has. He had to get it on his own. And then after this woman just just said all these horrible things to him. And accuse him of being a racist, and accuse him of of all of being a murderer, and all these other things. Then, when she left, she called the police department and filed a harassment complaint against the police officer. Thank God he had this body camera footage because he was a pro right. all the way through right. and proved himself right. There, there's a lot. There's there's some there's there's crazy things going on in this world, and that's why we need right. things like training and body cameras. And I, more I resources and police. Whoever trains him needs to train most of the cops yep. in the yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, well said. Good. It's a great point. Yeah, this is this guy. I mean, when you when you talk about grace under fire, I don't think I have ever seen a better example. Yeah, that's a great point, Virginia. We're out of time, it unfortunately. What she said. Yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. People want to follow you on the Daily Caller and follow you on social media, all that good stuff. How can they do so? At, at Daily Caller on Twitter, at VA Cruda for my personal account, and uh, dailycaller.com. Good stuff, Virginia. Thanks, as always, for your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely.
All right, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get out on the water. We're going to talk to Anthony Schnur. Schnur. That's it. Anthony Schnur, Jr. He is the new Missouri State record holder for Long Nose Gar. We're going to talk to him about his record-catching, his record-setting catch when we get back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo, Carl Middleman, and Bo Matthews here. In just a minute, we're going to talk to Anthony Schnur from Peevely. He just set the Missouri State record for uh, the largest long nose guard using a pole in line. So we're going to talk to Anthony in just a moment. Uh, we're going to get out and talk about the great outdoors, which is always uh, good for the soul here on the that. show. And, of course, anytime we're talking about the great outdoors, it's brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are St. Louis's premier gun store, and they invite you to stop in as soon as you possibly can. Don't expect a super, super duper size. It's uh, very specialized, and the uh, people that work there are just as special. RazorbackArmory.com in De Pere, half mile east of 270 on Manchester. Tell them both sent you to Razorback Armory. Big supporters of the Big Dogs Poker Bash, which is uh, the 16th. Sunday the 16th at mm-hmm. uh, Brookdale. Just check out Bo Matthews on Facebook, and you can get signed up ahead of time. It's going to be a great weekend. you got the Big Dog Poker Bash on Sunday, and on Friday <laughs> the 14th, you can come out and see my band open for the Queen Tribute Show, Somebody to Love, just go to the Diamond Music Hall website uh, to see me and Katie from Annie's show and the great band p- perform. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let's go ahead and get Anthony on the line now. Anthony Schnur, great to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining us for a few minutes. How are you doing? Not too bad. Um it's cool. you. How are you yeah, doing? We're doing. We're doing great. We're, uh, Nobody we, asks us that. It's been a great. It's been a great year uh, in in the state of Missouri. We were talking about this earlier in the show, uh, particularly in the state of Missouri, but even across the country, we've seen a lot of fishing records being set here in the state and across the country. And I don't know what's going on on the water, but I love it. And uh, want to hear your story about uh, about catching this long nose gar, thirty two pound ten ounce fish down there at Table Rock Lake. Uh, tell us all about uh, about catching this fish. Well, first off, I have to tell you it's it's kind of a special deal. Thirty years ago, uh, I met an old guy down at Tarsite Dam on Tanny Como, and he had his boat. I had mine back then, and he said one thing, I said another, and. Well, long story short, we became friends. And so over the years, as I got older, you know, we kept in contact, fished together and all that. Um, uh, the last few years, he aged and was in the progress of, I guess, getting ready to pass away. You know, we just fished together. He helped me and I helped him. And he had a problem with new technology. He always wanted to go old school. And mm-hmm. I was always trying, trying new things. <laughs> A lot of it worked. It was, some of it was phenomenal, but he was hard-headed and didn't want to admit to it, but it worked. And I mean, we stayed with it. And then here, right before I caught this gar, he was on hospice care. And I went and visited him a couple of times. Went and seen him, and we hugged each other. We cried and laughed. I mean, just talked about a lot of things. As I, as I walked out, started walking out the door, he's looking at me, kind of had that gar-ass grin, and... <laughs> 
our eyes never left each other and we knew that uh, we would never see each other again. I just mm-hmm. knew we were going to go. And, you know, it was a couple of days and we was kind of doing our thing. And all of a sudden the phone rang one morning at five thirty in the morning and it was his wife. And she says, Anthony, she says, I got to tell you something. Your buddy has passed away. Man. And I said, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, I said, I don't, I really don't know what to say. I said, I said, that man has helped me so many times through the years. Um, mentally, I mean, you're in a mental struggle yourself. And he was just kind of like my, my help. And, mm-hmm. oh, and, uh, she told me he passed away. And one of the last things she said, when she, she got off the phone, she said, Anthony, could you do me one favor? I said, yes. What's that? Her name was Eunice. I said, uh, what do you need, Eunice? She said, could you go out and catch a fish in his name? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, well, that's not asking for too much. I mean, I've always loved to fish. And I said, I sure can do that. And, um, <laughs> I told my girlfriend about it, and and her name's uh, Captain Sinbad, and um, she's been guiding down here on Branson. And uh, I said, let's go out and fish the spot that he took me to 30 years ago. Wow. And I caught my first fish with him. And she said, okay. And we went down there, and she spotted this thing on the grass. And she chased it for a while, and she stayed with it and kept trying to get it to bite. And I guess finally it bit, and the fight was on. And it come to the surface, and go, holy cow, I Said, that's that's a dandy and that took off again it took off like a bullet and then the next thing you know it's all wrapped up in the trolling motor and everything oh geez <laughs> and then captain sinbad reaches down and pulls the trolling motor up and she quickly gets that line out i don't know how she did it it was just a, a in my opinion an act of god or whatever you believe in yeah and got it undone and then she got it lassoed and got it in the boat. Did you know, Anthony, right away that this was a special fish? I looked at it and kind of just thought, I'm going, holy cow. I'm looking at this thing, and I'm going, and I've always told people that God talks to me through wildlife. I mean, I've had had bad times in my life, and I'm sure. I think he talks to a lot of people through wildlife, to be honest, Anthony. I just hope people are listening. Right. I mean, and, you know, people can believe whatever god they want to believe and i'm not just saying it's my god it's everybody's sure and you have to you have to be acceptance of it and i've always told them and the funny thing is before we caught this fish i said i'm gonna set a record i looked at guy dead set in the eye and he, go, he goes you're dead serious about this aren't you i said yes i am <laughs> and i didn't know it was going to be that day and i didn't know how it was going to work out i think you might have had a little help there anthony i really do yeah i think somebody I got, was helping on that one i got chills all over me from that yeah. story that's beautiful anthony that is a that is a that is a beautiful story unfortunately we're just about out of time but um i want to thank you for sharing that with us um it's so important for people to you know to hear these stories because there's so much behind everybody's you know everybody gets a chance to do something that's good for the soul and relax and and kind of reconnect with themselves and their friends and nature and everything else uh, when you get a chance to get out in the water and go fishing. So we really appreciate uh, you taking your time out today and telling us the story. Anthony, Anthony, what was your friend's name? It was actually Cindy Dennison, 
but she goes by Captain Sinbad. There you go. Good stuff. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. Uh, good luck out there, and the next time you catch a record, all right, tell you what, anytime you catch a big fish, it's got an, an unbelievable story like that, you come back and tell us about it, all right? I will, and you guys have a good day, and I appreciate you taking the time and allowing me to speak. You Absolutely. Thank God you, bless Anthony. you, man. All right, Take we got to wrap up this show. Don't miss this week's podcast exclusive. We're going to talk to professional fisherman Mike Marfell and uh, talk more fishing with him. And uh, we got to go. For Carl Middleman and Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 